Lesson number three, don't draw energy to yourself. There are two flows of energy. One is contractive because it comes inward toward you, and the other is expansive because it goes out from you to the people you're leading, to the job that you're trying to accomplish, to your directions and purposes. The one, therefore, diminishes magnetism and the other one increases it. The more you expand your consciousness from your little self, from your little sense of I, the more your, your energy field will expand and therefore the more your magnetism will expand also. And so, what we're saying here is that you need to forget yourself and concentrate on the work. Too many people in leadership positions concentrate on the glory of being leaders. As soon as that little thought comes in that I'm important because I'm a leader, and that's a very, unfortunately, a very normal flaw. If you go into the Senate and watch some of the famous senators there, you'll see them all sort of on a big power trip. You meet famous people in the arts, and you suddenly find that because other people are applauding them, who knows how bad their taste might be, but still they think that they're good because so many people are applauding. It's been said that the majority is always wrong, the minority has a possibility of being right. So don't be fooled by popularity. Don't be fooled by other people's opinions. Court the truth. Don't court opinion. And don't think about yourself, because as soon as you think about yourself, egotism, pride, is the death of knowledge, the death of progress, the death of self-expansion. You need to forget yourself and put your mind on your job. Like the story I told in the last course, don't, when you think of learning a language and want to affirm, I'm a Greek, for example, don't affirm, I'm a Greek. Affirm, I'm a Greek. Put the emphasis on the word that you're trying to be rather than on you who are being that. Now you'll find that up to a certain point, the braggarts have magnetism. The braggarts of this world who go around boasting manage to attract a following. Because people think, well, gee, if they value themselves that highly, they may be good. Because to a certain extent, they have faith in what they're talking about, faith in what they're doing, and so that creates a certain flow of energy and a certain magnetism. But it's not based on truth, and therefore sooner or later it sort of shimmers around the edges and then disappears. And such people, by the time they're uh, a few years into whatever they're into, have lost their following and find themselves suddenly alone and wonder why. Humility is the way to greatness, not bragging and boastfulness and egotism. But more than greatness and all that, I'm not, I don't even want to emphasize humility except to say that humility to my mind really means self-honesty. To be truthful with what, about who you are and where you're coming from means to surely see that you are not somebody to be taken all that seriously. Of anybody else probably could do what you're doing. Maybe a little training would be needed, a little ability could be needed, but we're all basically in the same human condition. And there isn't anything that anybody has done that you couldn't do or that others couldn't do with a little proper training, a little proper whatever it might be. But uh, the important thing here is not to think about yourself. The more you can think about the flow of your energy, the more you will find yourself free from that thought of self. Now here's an interesting point, and I'd like to, I'd like to stress it. It'll seem a little strange to your mind. But you noticed when I was 
imitating braggarts, for example. I was moving like that, wasn't I? And if you look at people who are brag, who are self-important, who brag a lot, who are self-important, look at the way they hold themselves. Body language tells a great deal. So look at the way they hold themselves, look at the way they move. You'll notice that they'll sort of move their heads back and forth, or they'll, like this, sort of drawing their head back, or they'll look down their noses at people superciliously. All of this points to one simple fact, and you watch yourself and you'll see. Supposing somebody flatters you, and you take it personally, you, you think, oh, that's nice. You, know, you go like that, don't you? There's some sort of a movement that way. When you feel uh, ego, you tend to draw your head back. And that's why you talk, as I said, of looking down your nose. People have that expression to uh, describe pride. The reason is that the ego is centered there where the body begins its creation, which is the medulla oblongata at the base of the brain. Now, this is a very ancient oriental teaching and not one that you'll find in medical science, but you will find in medical science that this is where the body begins its creation. The sperm and ovum begin to divide themselves at the medulla oblongata and produce the brain, the spine, the nervous system, the muscles, the body. But it begins right there, and that's where your sense of I is, and subjectively you can test yourself and see if that isn't so. You'll find that whenever there's an exaggerated sense of ego as a gathering here. Now the other side of that is that when people feel free, their mind comes more here. Now if when you raise your energy you can pass it through the ego and get it to be centered more in this is the frontal lobe of the brain you see. It's the most recently acquired, you might say, anatomically. And when you can bring your mind to this point you're developing your higher nature. And so if you can offer your energy here, or also offer it outward into the world, into your work, instead of thinking, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, let the energy go outward, and you'll find that then that sense of self that's necessary to generate a flow of energy becomes transformed, becomes transmuted or whatever, sublimated, you might better say, in the concentration on that flow and on that, that uh, activity. An ener a, a, a leader can't afford to take energy to himself. He's there to help other people. He's there to guide other people. He's there to inspire other people. And to the extent that he thinks, I'm doing it, I'm important, listen to me, the, to the extent that he affirms himself, to that extent he loses the capacity to inspire and lead others he loses the capacity, therefore, to be really effective in his work. And here again we see the operation of what I talked about in the last course, the Peter Principle. That principle that describes uh, the normal process in an office where people are advanced to their own level of incompetence. They reach a certain level because of their ability, they're promoted, and having reached that, reached the level beyond where they could be promoted, they found themselves at a level where they're no longer competent, of, uh, competent to function. You see this happen also among many people who achieve a certain measure of success and then it goes to their heads. 
and suddenly they find they can't do anything wrong. They wonder what's happened to their inspiration. They wonder what's happened to all their wonderful ideas. They wonder why they can't seem to cope with things anymore. They feel so important and yet their lives feel empty. This is the story of a vast majority of so-called success stories. They reach their own level of incompetence. Why? Because they block that flow of energy in the thought of, I've done it. I'm doing it. I'm important. People are looking to me. If you could keep that flow going outward, you would defeat the Peter Principle as far as it applies to your own inner development and your own inner effectiveness uh, as a leader. So then, remember, if you want to be magnetic in your leadership, then don't think of yourself. Don't let the energy come to you, but let it come from you to others, to the work. Let it be expansive.